spend time with God every day. Every day. Every day. I will spend time with God. I will pray. I will pray. 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 I will pray. I will be holy. I will be holy. 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 I will be. I will be holy. I will fulfill God's purpose for me and my generation. My generation. My generation. I will fulfill God's purpose. God's purpose for my generation. For me and my generation. My generation. I will live the vow. Two weeks from now, we're going to be loading up on buses. And when we load up on buses, we're going to go across the country. And uh, we're going to be going to some different places. And a lot of us, when we begin to think about tour, when I begin to think about tour, of course, there's a whole lot of excitement. I heard a couple of woohoos. There's some exhilaration as we are about to go. Undoubtedly, it's going to be really, really fun to get to hang out with people. It's like a classroom driving down the freeway going to be a whole lot of uh, restaurants together. If it's like years past, there will be new relationships formed. Yeah, I don't know, Eric the drummer, he met his wife last time. He went on tour, he met his wife there. If you ask Stefan and Candace where they met, you can find out they met on the back row on tour. And uh, undoubtedly, it's going to be fun. There'll be little moments with video clips, people screaming, there'll be Moments of great times. But as we look toward it, I've had a burden this week. And my hope is that in a new way in these two weeks as we prepare to go, that God will download his heart for what he wants for this tour. That he'll download in your heart what he wants for a generation. This week I was listening to one of my favorite musicians, uh, Keith Green, and... um, One of the songs just caught me off guard and I found myself remembering eighth grade when I would listen to Keith Green. And and it was these words that just stuck with me um, this week where it said, my eyes are dry, my faith is old, my heart is hard, my prayers are cold. And then it says, and I know where I ought to be alive to you and dead to me. What can be done for an old heart like mine? And, And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, okay, well, my eyes are dry. That doesn't sound too bad. I mean, does it sound near as bad as my faith is old, my heart is hard, my prayers are cold? I mean, those last three, those are, those sound pretty bad, but my eyes are dry. That that doesn't sound that bad. I mean, in our culture, that's really not a big deal. I began to just think about, when you look throughout the scriptures, the biblical precedents from the prophets to the preachers, All the way out throughout the scriptures, you find in them wet eyes. You find tears. And I just began to think, what would happen if if, if really the tour wasn't a holiday, but it was a holy moment? What, What if common amongst us was eyes that are filled with tears? What would happen if you and I, as we begin, we've got, you know, 10, 11, 12 prayer meetings to go prior to leaving... But what would happen if the primary thing that we talk about, about tour, was not just the fun times. I want the fun times. I love the fun times. I hope that there's a lot. But we want the predominant story to not necessarily be the entertainment, the cool churches. Hey, we showed up. We got a cool band. They're famous. We got a lot of people with us. You know, we're a party on wheels. We come from a big church, from a cool state. Hey, we're here. That's not what we want. 
The purpose and the desire and the reason why we're going to get on a bus and go is because night after night after night, we've been crying out for a move of God. And all we do is go to cry out with other people. And my, my passion is that innate within you would be this longing for God that when people get around you, that longing is evidence. That when they get around you, that there is coming out of you like rivers, this longing for God and this longing for them. And we don't show up with a good entertainment show. We show up with hungry, desperate people. And that's all we have. And that's the reason why we go. And I know the temptation, I mean, we're here week after week, night after night, and the temptation is to lose desperation. Temptation is to lose spiritual hunger. And it's easy even to kind of write off tears. Because that's emotive, it's extra, it's not practical. And there's nothing beautiful about tears in the sense of innate within tears. There's nothing spiritual. There's nothing great. There's nothing wonderful. Except for that tears may just be an evidence of a burden existing within your heart. And if it's evidence of a spiritual work of God that he's doing within you, then tears are a beautiful expression. And as I was listening to my eyes are dry, I I know I'm guilty. My eyes are dry and I don't even think anything of it. I'm guilty. And I think that we slowly have allowed a culture that doesn't press like we're called to. And I just am looking at the next 10 days and saying, okay, it's the last lap before tour, let's press in. Let's ask God to give us a burden beyond what we have currently encountered and experienced. It's not about the, there's nothing special about this building. There's nothing special. There's nothing special about the prayer center. There's nothing special about a program. All this is, is an environment for Christians that love Jesus to come together and pray and cry out. And when you look at the prophets, when you look at the biblical writers, when you look at the apostles, you find weeping. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Paul says, my dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Paul again, Philippians 1, chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 3 says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. How awesome if we look at these kids in Texas and Missouri Kansas, just these little churches, these places where we're going. And if we could have cried out in prayer enough that we look at them and go, we have them written on our heart. For whether I am in change or, or defending the gospel or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify, here it is, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Of course, Paul knows the affection of Christ Jesus is the suffering that goes to a cross. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, Paul talking again to the church in Corinth. He says, For I wrote you out of, a, out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears. 
not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. Acts chapter 20, verse 31. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. A.B. Simpson is a famous leader in the Missionary Alliance Church. He was a... In the 1900s, he was a phenomenal church leader. There's a phenomenal story that his friends tell when they would go in to see him in his quiet time. The way that he had his quiet time alone with God is he would take a globe and he would just hug it and he would just weep and pray. And they say that he would just weep as he hugged a globe and prayed. My temptation is to go through the discipline of praying for churches where we're going, praying for the nations. And there's nothing right about tears if it's just an expression of religion. But if there is within us the longing, like the affection of Christ, then undoubtedly, undoubtedly, we weep, cry out. We ask. One of the famous missionaries that has influenced our church, his name's Danny Ost. And one of my friends told me a story of flying over Mexico City with Danny Ost. And Danny Ost just has tears coming down his eyes, down his cheeks, out of his eyes at the aerial view of Mexico City because he spent so much of his life praying for that city to know Jesus that he couldn't help but have tears. You know how tempting it is to have dry eyes? You know how tempting it is to get locked into a daily routine and not weep? Not look at the world, a generation, the way that Jesus does, but just get used to it. And our hearts get hard. And instead of a heart of flesh, we have a heart of stone. And we've got commercials in front of us hurting people we have sermons every week and so we just grow numb the only place that you will you will not you will not gain God's heart by a commercial or a sermon you'll gain it on your face and if we don't go on our face we won't get it I have a big dream tonight my big dream is that God we place such a burden for the addicted, broken, abused, lost teenagers across America that tonight he would break your heart and he'd break mine. I remember the days I got little seasons throughout my life when my heart was broken. And I've got seasons where I just got used to doing the stuff doing church life and there's just a fresh hunger in, in my heart tonight to ask God to place a burden for a generation that needs God for a generation that's broken Jeremiah wept he's known as the weeping prophet 
Nehemiah looked at the condition of the city, Nehemiah 1.4. Nehemiah wept. Daniel. Daniel chapter 10. Daniel mourned, wept. Jesus looked at Jerusalem and wept. Today, in furnace culture, I would bet we have more tears based upon sad movies than we do the lost. I'll bet we have more tears based upon entertainment, dating breakups, than we do on our face weeping between porch and altar. I'll just bet, if we're to be honest about the condition of our heart, We don't look at a generation that it's our whole mission to reach, the reason why we exist, and weep, cry out, believe. The Puritans, they used to ask God for the gift of tears. Puritans, God, we ask. They looked at it as a gift, soft heart. I remember in 2001, doing a, an event in Chicago, one of the girls looked at the little crowd, little crowd, very small, and she began to weep. I looked at her and I was like, what's wrong? And she said, we've spent so many hours praying for this event and for these kids that just seeing them, I already love them. That's what we want. There were about 40 other kids on that trip. That's the one that got it. That's, that's where we want to live. That's what we want to look at at this tour. No, man, we're going to go to some cool places. We're going to go to some famous churches. We're going to cross the state border. Hogwash, man. That's not what it's about. That's not why we go. And I know, I know the temptation in our culture is to be ashamed of tears. Tears is a sign of weakness, especially for men. I remember being 13 or 14 and being at a speaking engagement where my dad was speaking. and He just began to weep and he just said over and over again, something's desperately wrong. Something's desperately wrong. And he just wept. And the whole congregation's kind of nervous, you know, like, what's going on here? And as a teenager, I remember being a little embarrassed, like, come on. But at 32, I'll tell you this, he was seeing something in his prayer life and in encountering God that other people weren't. And that, those tears, something's wrong. That was the burden that he was carrying from God. And many of us will be around many people that will be a little embarrassed if your passion leads to tears. That's part of your cross. Sometimes for men, it's especially that way. I'm not asking for tears for any reason. You know? Girl says no when you ask her out. That's not what I'm talking about. 
You get dunked on on the basketball court and you cry. That's not what I'm talking about. Get a paper cut, we'll laugh at you. But I'll tell you this, Paul, Paul was whipped, shipwrecked, took the gospel to the Gentile world. He's a man of tears. Daniel, brilliant. Man's man. Not afraid of lions. He wept. Jesus, the one that we look at and say we want our lives to be like him, wept. Wept. Weeping for a generation to know Christ is not a sign of femininity. It's a revelation that you're connecting with the heart of God. And in this tribe, we want to be people that do just that. And in this tribe, we don't want any cultural or social norms of the day to prohibit us from doing the fullness of what God's called us to. That's going to require crying out. And it won't be necessarily just like, hey, automatic. It's going to have to be, God, I want to see them the way that you see them. I want hell to be real to me. I want heaven to be real to me. I want to see it the way that you see it. God, let me see the way that you see. And as you spend hours and hours crying out, God begins to put his heart for that person in your heart. Philippians 1a, I long for you with the affections of Christ. And this is my prayer. Where do you get God's heart? On your face. So hear me tonight, not just permission for tears, but like the Puritans of old, let's ask God for the gift of tears. Let's be Nehemiah's. Let's be Daniel's. Let's be like Paul. This summer we had the, uh, the Leland band with us at all three events and they sang this song. And I want to read to you the words of what we sing, around, uh, sing about, but what we rarely do. There are many prodigal sons on our city streets. They run, searching for shelter. Their homes broken down. People's hopes have fallen to the ground from failures. This is an emergency. There are tears from the saints for the lost and unsaved. We're crying for them, come back home. And all your children will stretch out their hands and pick up the crippled man. Father, we will lead them home. There are schools full of hatred. Even churches have forsaken love and mercy. May we see this generation in its state of desperation for your glory. We're crying out for them to come back home. Tonight, I I want us to ask God. I'm going to ask God to place a burden on your heart and on my heart for this generation. Supernaturally. It's nothing that we do on our own. A sermon can't do it. A Bible verse won't do it in you. But I'll tell you this. The Holy Spirit will do it in your heart as we get on our face before God. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.